I want you to succeed at things that you never thought were possible, and I want you to fail at things that you never thought were possible. But I just want you to take that failure and move forward. So this morning we're going to talk about the image of black men in our society. Black men are six times as likely as white men to be murder victims. They are two and a half times as likely to be unemployed. They finish last in practically every socioeconomic measure from infant mortality to life expectancy. And some think that black men are the seem almost an endangered species. It's interesting that many people perceive black men as less intelligent, less productive, more hostile than the rest of society. That's what I'm talking about. I, I didn't want to take notes today, so hopefully you took all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. I am your host, El Ray, and this is the Sunday Service Election Edition Especial. That's what I named it in there, so when you see that, that's what I'm talking about. I was taking a break from this shit because I have a lot of stuff that I need to organize in my mind, and then Lorenzo said, nah, there's an election coming up, and I was like, there is? I couldn't tell by the fucking 7,000 pieces of mail I got and 5 million text messages I get a day. But apparently there is an election coming up, so we're going to hit you guys with a, an episode, talk a little bit about the election, talk about some current events. I'm here with the Sunday Service crew, as always, Red Feather Fink, Lorenzo, and Keon, who's going to join us in a couple. Um, he's finishing up some, some important business, so he'll get on in here and, and give us that other, other angry opinion that we always need up in here <laughs> How, how's everything doing with y'all got you guys tonight i'm doing all right man i'm just waiting to start packing tonight you know <laughs> <laughs> start packing tonight <laughs> some of y'all is going this early so i don't even know what about you love i'm doing i'm doing good man i'm doing good you know i'm 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 out in the wilderness so when all the craziness breaks out it's gonna take a while to get to me ain't no okay i mean like What's the crazy? Is, is, is there craziness there? Not yet. I saw a fucking five mile long motorcade the other day. Five miles on the highway. I was you driving. Saw- we were driving opposite ways for five miles. Oh, and it was geez. fucking H1s. And you remember the Grand Theft Auto H1? 3? Yo, you remember Grand Theft Auto 3, the military truck you could steal with like 10 wheels? It was that yeah. shit was in there. And it was like Trump flags off the top. And I was like, Oh, we're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so my company has already put, like, protocols. They want um, everybody to be back home as as, as soon as possible tomorrow. And anybody that doesn't have to, like, go out, like, an essential worker to kind of work remotely over the next couple of days. So they've already been looking at this and and trying to plan around it. I mean, hopefully nothing, you, you know, nothing is violent or anything. But you can expect... 
either way, it's going to be protest and, and people are going to be butthurt about it. But it is what it is. So, Long I mean, speak, knock, sp- knock on my door. speaking of that, I don't know if y'all seen this. I'm, I'll put it up right now. Hey, that's Massachusetts for you. It's not only a company that said it. Massachusetts said, take your ass home. <laughs> so stock up on your liquor today. Um, I don't even think I ever got your opinion on this because it was the first episode I did and I kind of scrapped it just because it was bad audio. But um, after going through months of dealing with Corona and, and what it is and what we see it as now, do you feel that um, the we handled it right as a country and do you feel that you handled it right as an individual state, Leon? Or red feather. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one because my belief is that this shit was given to us by the government in the first place. I don't even came from China. None of that bullshit. I mean, you do the research on the coronavirus; it's been around for forty years. And when you tell people that, they go, "Oh, well, it's a new strand." Oh, we get the new strands every year too. Which means they it existed before. I know people who I've talked to people who got the coronavirus three years ago. So I don't really answer that question because I don't think he came from overseas once they do it correctly. If that makes sense. You well, you just grazed off the fact that you said you've talked to people that had the shit three years ago. Yep. Like personally known. Yep. That's fucking insane. Somebody, somebody's kid had the virus three years ago. That's crazy. I never even thought of it like that. So I. Too. Even with the flu shots, right? If you do the research on the flu shots, the shit that I've read, the flu shots have the coronavirus in it because when they take flu shots, they'll it with like egg cells and different animal products and yeah. shit. And that's where the coronavirus comes from, the bats. So you know, when they talk about China and they talk about Wuhan and all that, it's not that China let the virus out. China was working on the, on the coronavirus, and oh, no. to do that, they have to go into the cave where the bats are. So when they come out of the cave and go back into the, the chemistry labs, they're not cleaning and shit like that. But they, you know, what I'm saying like they're already doing research on this virus, and they were going into the cave where the bats were and bringing the germs back. Yeah. But you look up articles on that. For, for three, four, five years ago. That's this is not even. Well, I mean, that's every. That's like that's why when you when you fill those international forms, they always ask you like, were you handling chickens or anything like that? Because that's the type of shit that spreads. And obviously, coronavirus is a, an additional strain of what H one N one or SARS was. So yeah, there's a there was an H one N one SARS vaccine that they gave people. So of course it would have that part of that strain in it. But um, I guess back to that that final question. So do you feel that your state's handling it right? Do you feel that the country's handling it right? Or do you feel that somebody handled it different than another in terms of like whether it be city, state, or country? Well, but first of all, I think it's real, right? I think it's real. People are getting sick from it, but I think where they handled it right, I think no, because they're politicizing it. Some people you talk to on Facebook that work in hospitals say there's mad people getting it. I know people who went to Boston Medical Center and they said it was three people there with it. You know, also heard a story today of you know somebody who their friend got was tested positive, and they wrote down everybody in the household as positive. We didn't even test. So, so it's just hard to tell us. I don't believe. I don't believe. What you got, love? Like, I mean, 
I mean, considering you guys locked down, they, like, they locked everybody down. And now, you, I, I saw something yesterday when New Jersey was saying, like, oh, we're looking at Massachusetts, or Connecticut was saying, we're looking at Massachusetts as not being able to, like, enter here. And I'm like, didn't you guys lock everything down? <laughs> no, no. What's your, opinion, right. on, what's your right. opinion on it, Lo? All right, so, all right, so, for me, uh, for me, hell no. Uh, hell no. And the numbers back it up. And the numbers back it up. Um, um, we didn't do what we, we needed to do. What we needed initially to curb it. To curb I mean, it. I mean, this shouldn't be. This shouldn't a be political, a political uh, 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 statement, uh, uh, statement or, 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 or anything. Or, or, this should be. Anything. This should be. What do the scientists say? Follow, follow the science and then do what we have. And then do what we have to do. I get it. Keon, I think your mic is kind of picking up everything that's going on. Um. But I get it initially. I get it initially. You have a pandemic. You have a pandemic coming. People start to panic. You don't want to do that to the public. I kind of, I kind of empathize, empathize with, with, with Trump a little bit. With Trump a little bit. At the same time, you don't want to lie to people and downplay it when you know that it's airborne. Pretend that it's not airborne. That's the first thing. The the second thing is, just lock everything down for one to two months. From the federal level, not don't let states be their own their own individual countries because then they're gonna just follow the idiot at the top. From the federal level, we'd be done with this. There are other countries that have one case in the last two months. Who? We, we I don't have a cited right here, but but I do know that we're four percent or six percent of the world's population, and we have something like eighteen percent of the world's deaths. That doesn't make sense. It but, does. No, you're, you're right, but here's the thing. We know for a fact, during this time with the covert, if you died of a car crash, that shit was covert. If you died of a heart attack, that shit was covert. If you died walking down the street and you tripped and hit your head, that shit was covert. All the other deaths in America disappeared, and everything was covert. And you, you uh, I mean, to be honest, with, with that, you're not even going to see the results of that until next year when they tell you that heart disease deaths are down. <laughs> If you die well, of heart disease and COVID, they market COVID, and heart disease is the number one killer of Americans. Right, right. So, so, so you think that's only in America? Yes. Why? No, no, no. So, for instance, <laughs> somebody, somebody like China, why would they tell us the truth? Why would they? Okay. Why would they tell us the truth about their numbers? Period. So now we're looking at numbers and, and and basing it on. I saw an article yesterday that said Costa Rica is leading in cases since they opened up the tourism. But Nicaragua never fucking closed. So how the hell does that make sense? Nicaragua never closed. They never changed anything. But Costa Rica somehow has the most cases. Okay, so why does it make sense that in Wuhan, where we saw the images, where they were completely locked down and couldn't leave their houses, and then months later, we saw them throwing massive pool parties and shit. So that, that I was at a massive pool party two days ago. I get it. I, I get it, but you were allowed to do that here. You weren't in, you weren't in communist hand China because if you did that shit, you probably would have disappeared afterwards. So my point is we can't have it both ways. And the fact of the matter is I I, I get it. It's real. I know that. My, um, my cousin's fiance lost his mother and grand, grandmother a day apart from each other. The shit's real. So my so, thing is... Uh, so, go ahead. Do you have any pre-existing um, conditions? I'm I'm sure if they both were overweight. I think one one had diabetes. I don't think that they're gonna die a day apart from each other this year. I mean, I don't. I, don't think I, I, I can't I can't judge that, but I do know my wife's mom had it. She's seventy and didn't even know she had it. 
Yeah, it's honestly on 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 a case by case basis. You got people to say that they still can't taste the that center dude. Um, Rudy Gobert said that he still has like certain shit fucking wrong with him. So he so, he says that, but he was fucking around while he had it, like nothing was wrong with him. So I, when I look at the 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 especially the public, Cardi B said it in the beginning, which is crazy. She was like, I think the yeah. stars are just saying they had it, and and people are paying them to come out and act like it's more serious than it is because fucking Cam Newton has it one day and then is at football practice two days later. That doesn't make much sense to me. And tested negative. Right, right, right. That, well, that's the other thing. The testing was never was, was never what it should have been here anyway because you got false positives, false negatives all, all over the place. But at the same time, people like Fred the Godson, who I'm not sure who you guys are familiar with as a rapper, he's fucking dead. Yeah, he was put... Yeah, he was overweight, but he's dead now. So he was overweight. He was overweight. He had diabetes and he had pneumonia, which those are, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Those are all lung issues. But yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's the thing. The hard part is, you know, for us to sit here and try to, you know, think about this in that sense, because yes, the shit is real. It's assisting in deaths of people who already were fucked up. So let me, let me, let me bring, okay. Ke- let me bring Keon up to speed real quick, Lo, and then I'll go back to you. Yep. Um, all right. The question key is, is, after going through the months that we've seen so far with with COVID, do you think that your state handled it the right way? Do you think that the country handled it on the right way in comparison to other states or comparison to, to other countries? Um, and just in two experiences that I had, I know two people that had it. Um, both of them were like, yo, that shit was crazy, man. And I never felt anything like that. And I said, I bet you, you, you had COVID and pneumonia. And they were like, yeah, pneumonia. I said, have you ever had pneumonia by itself? Pneumonia is a lot more dangerous than coronavirus. So I don't, I don't think people understand. Most people that have AIDS die from pneumonia. As soon as their immune system starts to not fight it, it kills them. So pneumonia, and, and then people that I've had, that, that people I knew that like tested positive for it, they were just like, I didn't even know they had it. So I don't think people understand how, how serious pneumonia is. And, I, and Lo, you said something about locking down for two months. Yeah. So what would yeah. that have entailed? Because I have a different idea of what it was with the information yeah. that I have now, but I want to hear what that plan would mean. Everybody goes home? Everyone goes home unless um, for essential needs. Obviously, you have to you have to feed yourself things like that. Going back to what you said to kind of watch and, and Kanye West, who I'm not the hugest fan of from a political aspect. And we'll get to that. It. Keep going, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but he says something in there that absolutely made sense, and I said it from the jump. Okay, shut everything down. Oh, but the economy. Oh, what was going to happen? All that shit's made up. Money's fucking made up. If you have a bill, send it to the fucking government and they can type that shit in. But we made money. We made that as a no, way no, of, we, as, we didn't make that shit. <laughs> okay. The United States, whoever the money as, as as currency and kind of a way to control us. So let me give you at, you 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 at, at the end of the day, they print unlimited money whenever they fucking feel like it. They could have done that right now. Do you know what that, I'll say two things to you. You know what backs the United States money? Violence, absolutely nothing. Fucking power. violence is what backs it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Power, violence. Yeah, po- violence. So another thing yeah. is that there's a thought that nobody's kind of going through, and everybody's like, "Yo, grind, 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 grind through everything." No, we, especially us four motherfuckers, do not have any clue about inventing goddamn money. We know what, what the motherfuckers that do it do, but for instance, if I said you remember the NBA lockout and you remember what Sean Kemp came back looking like, so imagine you had a number one fucking bona fide going D1 pick right there 
He's like, yo, I'm right on the cusp of doing this. I'm right on the cusp of changing things, every, everything about my life. I'll be able to get to the NFL. I'll be able to buy my fucking mama house and all that shit. And now you just take fucking seven months out of his life. Goodbye. He can't go play football. He can't go showcase. He can't go to the fucking gym and work out. Now he's home. When he get back, he's overweight. And he's not even a football player anymore. And that, you can put that in lines to somebody else about to close a business deal. I thought I was about to have the biggest summer that I had so far. And it just got smashed into bits into fucking $10,000 debt. So there's mindsets like that where, yes, I get it. But like Keon said a couple episodes ago, episodes ago about Kanye, he's a fucking billionaire. <laughs> of course he could say, oh, the economy. The fucking economy is decimating my fucking life right now. Right, no, 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 no. And you have to take everything that he says with a grain of salt a little bit. He he has a lot of nuggets in there that are bits of genius, but then he goes off on rich people talk, which a lot of people just can't really associate with. Um, my point is, had we done that, we'd be through with this. That's my point. Instead of this whatever second wave, whatever dark winter, or whatever we're going through. And, it, and I get it, as Americans... We have taken freedom or, or the freedom that we have a little bit for granted so that when there's any type of pushback against it, it's overreach. And no black people me, do that. For me, for me, <laughs> for us to be a supposed United States, this thing actually brought out the, 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 the most visible lines of division you possibly could see. And it started from the top guy saying, hmm, it's a pandemic, it's a pandemic in an election year. I don't want to take credit. So um, each state, you take credit. And whatever happens, I'm not accountable at all. What are we doing here? He, but, 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 but he can't. He literally can't tell the governor to what they want that to do. That's the thing, that's the thing I was going to say. I mean, I completely understand your statement about the United States. But you have to realize your, your states are actually countries. The, the, the state of Texas actually has it in their um, in their laws. They can leave the union whenever they want. So you know we we kind of misunderstand what this what we're actually living in. The federal government is literally Washington D.C. Yo, America, I can I'll, I'll go even further than that. Yeah, Washington D.C. It's not the rest of the country. I'm not gonna get too deep in that, but I, that's why Trump can't Trump can't really do anything. It, it's all on the governor. But he don't. He doesn't. Know, he doesn't have the power that you think he has. So he doesn't really do anything. So when he gives that tax, that tax cut, Texas can say, oh, "We're not doing it." When there's a federal mandate for vaccines or whatever, they can say, "I'm not doing it." Yo, so so you listen. Just to just to go farther than that, when Obama was in the presidency, there was like fucking five states in the South that literally tried to secede from the United States. Yes, I I, I do remember that. <laughs> like, nah, we ain't doing this shit. Not with this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's why you look at every state has its own flags, it has its own laws, has its own government. They're their countries. You go like, let's just go to Africa. Those are everybody lives in a different country in Africa, and it makes Africa. There's no difference on this land, but we're just taught to look at it differently. So moving, I, for, um, yeah. since we kind of talk about the money, I'm, I'm gonna move forward. We'll get into politics because th- there's a lot of politics questions, and and you got y'all have to jump it off a little bit early, but. Um, just in terms of your life and, and like stuff that you've attempted, I, I would ask the question to everybody that's here. I'm sure Keon's going to be one of his fucking cars. <laughs> What's the most money that you spent investing in something that became a failure in your mind? 
but you hold like solely believed that it was going to take you to the next level. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. College. Oh, that was a good. That's a question for later too. Okay. I mean, shit. Low. Go ahead. Dang that. Um. Pass. Go to Leon. I gotta think about this one. Um. For me, I haven't invested in anything that failed. Oh, talk more about that, cause I I see where you're going, but I want to hear it. So for me, it's it's just a mindset, right? I mean. Limitless athletics, right? And we started limitless with our own money. It hasn't been perfect. It hasn't jumped off as quickly as we would like. But we're taking all those experiences as learning experiences and we're still building. Even if it completely didn't work, it's it cannot be a failure because it was it was our passion and we started it. I think a lot of people take that mindset where they may say, Okay, I started this and it didn't work. Well, let's go to Trump. A lot of the shit that he's done business wise didn't work, but the dude is still one of the richest men alive. Right, and that's a whole the whole the money thing is a whole other debate. But it's just the mindset. People who build great shit don't look at anything as a failure. You might have a loss. You might have to start over. You might have to you know start over and remake yourself and all that shit. But nothing is a nothing is a failure when it's your passion. Well, Ray, you should maybe define what you mean by failure. Then you can get uh, more direct answers. Because I say college in terms of finance, meaning the money that came out of my pocket. But if you look at it from another standpoint, I met Low there. I met pretty much all some of my closest friends I've met in college. I met my wife in college, and look who that's turned into. So from that standpoint, from a social standpoint, it wasn't a failure for me. But from a finance standpoint, it can be looked at as a failure, depending on your term of failure. Well, I don't have a term of failure. That's the beauty of the question. The beauty of the question is for those type of answers. It's for the the, the answer and what you perceive and and kind of what Leon said because it's the the question is not really for us. The question is for the young man that watches it that questions whether spending a certain amount of money on something is a a quote waste of money because you know exactly like what you said, exactly like what Leon said. There's things that you can take from it that you know whether it's a lesson that you learn to improve yourself going forward. Cause you, I see a lot of people and I mean, talk after we started, me and Ralph started the business, it was like maybe 30 of them that popped up and 30 of them, you know, 29 of them had disappeared. And, and it wasn't cause they couldn't make quality uniforms. And, and it wasn't cause they could design. It was just because they didn't understand that there's a point where you have to go, Oh shit, I fucked up to maintain your relationships. Um, I was talking about some, some something else that I was making and somebody up north was like, well, I pay this much for, for that. And I was like, well, that makes absolutely no sense. He's like, well, I, well, I get rid of them. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to just get rid of them once. I'm trying to get rid of them forever to the same people and keep my word to the same people. So, um, you know, you see people start up businesses sometimes, especially young men, and they think like, oh, damn, should I spend, you know, $50 on pencils or should I spend? There was one time I spent like fucking $500 on books. And I never even fucking got to read them. It was about starting businesses, about different aspects of the shit. But at that time, I solely was like, look, I got to lock in. I got to do it. And then, you know, shit happened and I wasn't able to do it. But, um, yeah, that, the exactly what you said, Key, is, is kind of what I'm going for. It's, it, it's going for a different perspective from everybody and, and, and how they kind of um, perceive it themselves. But, of course, Leon had to go above yeah. and beyond with the response. So I didn't even have to Jerry Springer it up. 
<laughs> so right, even though you you spent five hundred dollars on those books on how to start a business, did you not read them because you was trying to start a business? Did those books put you in the mindset to start your business? Yeah, it was it was part of the it? process of things that I needed to do. But sometimes over the over the point of it, you're like, oh okay. Like sometimes I see one of those like recipe videos on Facebook that of something that I thought was so fucking hard to make, and I'm like. Damn, it's just one, two, three, shit. I, okay, I'll try it tomorrow. And it, it's that much easier. And I've realized that some of these younger kids don't even view those videos the same way. Like, it's like you get... Their their current news comes from, like, a fucking meme. It's not... The, the, or, or a header of an article. Reading a full article. Watching a snippet. Like, they think they saw a movie because they saw a quote of Coming to America. In a fucking, like, random Instagram video. <laughs> And it's like, oh yeah, I see it. I, I sing that movie. Where's it from? And I'm like, no, it's like it's a whole movie. It's a fucking hour and a half. <laughs> so, so my so the largest investment that I ever made that was a failure didn't have to do with money, but it had to do more with time and belief in somebody else. And it had to and it circled around the music industry and just believing that somebody else rather than myself was the ticket. Um, that I kind of needed to hitch my horse to mm-hmm. when it should have been me but I viewed that person as having the qualities that were needed at the time so I kind of put my time and energy to trying to put them to the forefront and um, it didn't pan out mm. okay so before Keon got here how many what he's saying is what he's saying is we should have all been um, OBL right now, but he fucked that up. I mean, it happened. Yo, it happens sometimes. You know, there's and, and I remember when I was talking to, to in the, the episode I did with Jarvis. Like sometimes something presents something, and there's two things that happen. You're not ready for it in your life, and sometimes you're not ready for it in your heart, and you pass it up. Hey, it is what it is. As long as you can see it, you can grow from it. Um, I don't know if Massachusetts is treating y'all the same, but I. I've never fucking seen an election like this. How many te- are y'all getting text messages? All the time. All the time. Nope, I don't. They must be chewed into my Facebook. You got Cricket Mobile. Nah, <laughs> they, they got Sprint slash T Mobile, and I got Verizon. I got, got two phones. Yep. Oh, I got two phones. Fucking, yeah. what's the <laughs> one for the election that I throw in the fucking closet? <laughs> um. Paper, yo, I've gotten like 700 pieces of paper mail. They don't text me no more because I got a text from the Democrats and I responded by saying Trump 2020. I respond, <laughs> I literally respond to all of them. Somebody had me from the NAACP. I said, until they fucking answer my email from two years ago, don't ever send me a fucking message again. <laughs> so, I mean, talking talking the Kanye thing, and I never really got, I, I kind of have Keon's perspective a little bit, but I don't know um, if you guys ended up watching both those interviews or, or all of them in general, but... Um. Now you throw a more articulated um, Ice Cube in the mix, and, and I don't know what you guys think of kind of where both of those people stand in 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 this election because I've seen people say, "Oh, well, they back blah blah blah," and I said neither of them have ever actually endorsed a candidate. Um, but now you're going off somebody's words. But um, what is your opinion of both Kanye and uh, Ice Cube? In a political sense, or in just in general, um, it could be a political. It could be the type of impact that you think they have. You could see if it's negative, if it's positive, just whatever you whatever comes to mind. 
Well, I, I like I like both of them um, for many of the same reasons. I mean, they were pioneers in the industries that they've participated in, you know, each in their own different avenues. Um, the only thing that gets me going with Kanye is that I think he's a genius and I think he's he's border, most geniuses are borderline crazy. But for him, he doesn't know how to control that. So he's on a Joe Rogan podcast and he's, you know, explaining something and he stops in the middle of it to pray. Now, is that is is that him going crazy or is that him doing an antic? I'm not I'm I'm going to say that he's not trying to to push an antic. I think that's just generally him and he doesn't know how to control it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't have him on the right meds. I don't think he should. Be, and maybe he's on meds and that's why he's acting the way he's acting. Um, but that's that's my piece on that. Low. Um, similar to the same um way that Keon kind of described it, I I gotta tip my hat to both of them, um, because they could be quiet and not say anything like a lot of our other quote unquote, you know, black genius celebrities are, but they are speaking their mind and they, and they are trying to make a difference. I'll start with Ice Cube. Uh, you know, he gave. He, he he gave both parties a chance to sit down with him and talk with him and, and the Republicans stepped up to it and he let people know that. You gotta respect that. Um, then Kamala tried to hit him up for, I guess, a, a Skype or they told him, we'll talk to you after the election and he let people know. So I respect that. Um, the other thing I really respect about Ice Cube is that he um he came up with a plan, and that's something that a lot of people just aren't doing. Mm -hmm. um, people are talking to talk, but no one's really walking it. This dude wasn't that heavy into pol into politics till really recently when he was like, okay, what's our plan? What are we getting for our vote? And people said, uh, we don't know. And then and then he said, okay, well I got to make a plan then. Yeah. So that's um that's admirable. It is. Now when it gets to, when, when it comes to Kanye, I love Kanye, man. I, I I mean, classic albums, College Dropout, for me, one of the top three albums of all time. But it's just that his the way he thinks about things, he has some fantastic points, one of them being the whole money being made up and how we, we should be working toward this utopia instead of trying to tear each other down and really working towards the destruction of the planet overall but it gets lost in between the um the bravado and the talk of you know I was sitting there you know in in, in my in my $10,000 suit and my million dollar car I, I mean all that shit's cool but we're we're losing the message when he starts to go off on that type of rant and mm -hmm. I do also respect the fact that he's not he's not stepping back from the um from the presidential thing. He's saying he's got a calling. That's big man upstairs, whoever that may be, the spirits, our, our, our ancestors are talking to him, and he wants to lead the free world. I'm not sure if he's ever going to get there, but he does have some really good ideas, some really good ideas, and the media loves to glamorize everything, so they're always going to take the the worst sound clip and play that on repeat. I get that. But Kanye has to understand that, too. He's been around long enough to understand how that game is played. 
So I'm not sure that's necessarily going to play into his plans to become president. But Cube and Ye both out there, out front, speaking that truth. And that's what we need, man. You can't be upset about that. Red Feather Fink. I was the first person y'all heard ask, what are we getting for our vote? It wasn't Ice Cube. I've been saying that for months, and black people was murdering me on Facebook. It took a celebrity to say the same thing for everybody to get on board with it. Right? So from a political sense, what Ice Cube is saying in the plan makes complete sense. All right, but I also think Ice Cube is also connected to a lot of powerful people. And although we look at Ice Cube as having money, Ice Cube is not wealthy. Right? So how do you stop playing ball? You become part of politics. All these guys are being used. Diddy, Kanye, Cube, they, they, their intentions may be great, but they're being used. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they really can't make a difference. Right? It's going to take all of us to, to come together on the same platform and on the same agenda to really make a difference. They're just using their celebrity and people listen to them. And I think it's kind of muddy in the water depending on who you like and who you're listening to. Right? But Cube, the, Cube's idea of us having a plan and asking for something for our vote is 100% spot on. Right? We've been voting Democrat forever. The shit has never worked for us. All they do is use us. They created laws to fuck us and we continue to vote Democrat based upon whatever it is at the moment. Right now we're because our people don't really see it in Trump. Trump is a businessman, which means there's a deal there to be made. That's where that plan comes from. Trump is a businessman. The, the Democrats think that they already have this shit sold up, which is why they didn't even respond. All right? Now, Kanye. I think Kanye is fucking brilliant. All right? And the reason why I think he's brilliant is not really about what he's saying. It's the fact that saying it, and he has his own... Um, train of thought. We live in a world where everybody's just regurgitating shit that means fucking nothing. Shit that they learned in school, shit that they believe, they have no facts on anything. And in this world, what's crazy? Crazy is not thinking what everybody else is thinking. That's what crazy is now. It's just like people are not psychotic anymore. All you gotta do is say, a black man and bull for Trump. People think you, you're fucking crazy. Right? Because they lack the intelligence or they, they lack the empathy to just say, okay, this guy has his own thought. Instead of asking the person why they think that, they just automatically say it's crazy. So that's why I love Kanye, just because he says whatever the fuck he wants. And the shit does sound a little cuckoo sometimes, but I like it. So, um, let me get back to that. I'm, I'm going to note that so I can hit that right there. Um, my, my opinion, and for some reason, like everybody hasn't kind of touched on this but ice cube is also a genius um just because he kind of hides in the shadows i mean he's 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 fucking wrote all nwa's music and by the way nwa is banned from mtv for life (laughs) they got banned from mtv for life so when people talk about controlling the media you're talking about nwa being as popular as they were without a platform that you know catapulted 
artists to the top. So that's how powerful they were socially at a time um, that people don't really understand. And then also you go on to write, you know, Friday and, and a number of other movies that he really doesn't get credit for in the background. So the, the beauty of Ice Cube being part of this is that you're going to get an articulate play-by-play -play of what is going on. It's not going to be in question like what is Kanye, but as you see the brass reaction of the younger demo just go, oh, you're canceled. Like somebody said to me, fucking Doja Cat is racist. And I was like, because some shit she said when she was 17, she's fucking South African. I said, and she donated like 100K to the Breonna Taylor Fund. Okay, so now it makes it all better. I'm like, well, seven years in that makes it all better because I say, I don't care what you said before. If you have a different energy and you're telling me that you're different, then you're different. Because if you wake up and you want to change, you should be able to. You know what I'm saying? If Britney Spears can cut her fucking hair off one day and then be regular the next day and nobody batted a fucking eye, then anybody should be able to do that, whether you be a criminal or, or whatever you be. But people want to act like you're a, a fucking rapist when you come out of jail after a one-year, you know, drug possession bid. As far as Kanye, I love Kanye to death. I think a lot like him, but I can actually articulate before I get to the point of scatter scatterbrained thoughts so like when he was going around in circles I already had what he was saying like 15 seconds before he finished but he um my biggest issue with a, a forward thinking visionary is one that you keep holding on to this Christianity shit like it's fucking real and it's not please stop that shit and second of all that every hero that you've gotten is from fucking TV and therefore white Walt Disney is a fucking racist do your research when he Not said, hey, Muhammad went to separate markets and changed the demographic of the money, wrong, Kanye. That is Mansa Musa. Muhammad is Prophet Muhammad from the Quran. He touched so, on the Moors for a second. <laughs> go ahead, Leon. So I wanna I wanna go back to because what, what you just said, I didn't I didn't touch on, but I'm glad you brought it up in the sense of let's go back to Ice Cube, right? Ice Cube is a genius, whatever. And NWA was given to us, so let's not give that motherfucker too much credit. But hip hop and rap was all political. They destroyed that shit with NWA. He wasn't a gangster. Mac Ten admitted it. Ice Cube was not a gangster. He was never in the streets. He admitted he it himself. Yeah. So again, so that imagery that he gave us back then was a bunch of bullshit, and that was it was meant to be given to us. So somebody was controlling him then. So if he's a genius for that shit. I, there's no doubt in my mind that he, he it's possibly that he's being controlled now right Kanye with the Christianity shit I was feeling everything he was saying and the moment he started putting out the gospel albums I immediately was like yo this shit is for money because there's no way somebody that intelligent believes in fucking Jesus that's, fu that, that, that's fine and with that being said like just like I don't know if you guys saw this video the other day where um, Boosie was talking about uh, Dwayne Wade's fucking daughter like his LGBTQ daughter and the Mike Tyson fucking checked the shit out of him he didn't want to say anything um, different things change Dwayne Wade's son you mean yeah whatever yeah. you want to whatever you want to say I, I've since changed my uh, perspective on it after obviously doing a, a podcast that put me in a different mindset about it and also listened to a full Gabrielle Union Jamel Hill podcast where Gabrielle Union gave her a point of view on it and I'm like there is that aspect. There's the aspect where people are pushing a certain narrative, but there's also aspect where it's like, if that's the case, why don't I say to Boosie, you fucking turned everybody into a gangster, right? Because you can't back off of that. If you're telling me to shoot niggas and sell drugs, then hey, 
but you don't want to own up to that. But I made everybody gay, apparently. I, mean, I, can, I can give my opinion if you want. Of course. Why Why <laughs> not? <laughs> the way, I mean, again, like, I, I completely understand as a parent, right? I always tell my kids, I'm going to support who you are. As long as you're not out here hurting people and all that shit, I'm going to support who you are, who you decide to be, and whatever you want to do in life. I get that. The Wayne Wade's son has a penis and balls. Mm-hmm. I where I stand on it. He can be whoever he wants, but we're not gonna act like he's not a man. Okay. So I like I, for me. Here's a here's a question. You say he has a well. You say he has a penis and he has balls, so therefore he is a man. Who came up with that term? Who? When did they start using terms for sexuality or sexual organs? I should say. Shit, I don't know. Well, I mean. I'm, that's a great question because you already know I got the answer for that. We can go there. He's hundred percent correct. I know. I know what he's saying. That was made up by us, right? Because again, if you look at the 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 the, the word woman, it means wound man. So even women are considered men. Okay. So um, I don't know, like the like I said, the earlier podcast I did, obviously with with, with Jackson Wheeler, the, the bisexual porn star. It, it was the most eye-opening statement from what I took from it is that he said that a black trans woman, which would be um, Dwayne Wade's son, is the most discriminated person on the earth. Um, and that would be that they're shunned by blacks, they're shunned by women, they're shunned by men, they're shunned by the LGBTQ community. And the way that I took that in when he said it to me is that if you think of yourself on the worst day you ever had. You feel like you're just fucking alone, not achieving anything, and that your friends ain't picking up the phone to put you in a better frame of mind, that that's every fucking day for that person. So for me to to, to be selfish enough to think on some fucking religious pre-programming or whatever it was, that I don't want that person to be enjoying days of their life is just fucking wrong. And, and I, I don't know any other way to put it. If they feel that it's right and that kid is happy... Aren't we all just looking for happiness? Correct. And and to further that statement with saying that that demographic is the most, I guess, uh, discriminated against. I don't I don't know if that's true, but I would I would say this: the only reason they are discriminated is because they are a black man or was at one point a black man. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. These celebrities, I'll take Michael. I'm not, I'm not Michael. Magic Johnson's son. Magic Johnson has loved his son since he's ever even said he wanted to be a female. Supported mm-hmm. him 100%. Everyone around um, Magic supports him. Every Everyone supports him. No one says anything bad about I mean, obviously, some people say something mm-hmm. bad. So how can someone say that that demographic is the most hated on or, or, or most? And maybe because they're in that and they see it more than I would see it, but I don't, I don't know that to be true. And I would say the black man, whether he wants to be a woman or not, is the most hated on demographic I, in the world. Yeah, I don't I don't have much um I don't think knowledge a, on go ahead. I don't think I don't think he's a trans woman though. I think I think he's just a, he's a gay, yeah he's a gay guy, I believe. Um and when it comes I, to, he's, when not, he's not old enough to get the surgery yet. The no, ma- he, you're talking about magic. Magic. Magic son well, is he's like, like thirty seven yeah, and a half. He dresses yeah. like a woman. Oh, no, I see him. Yeah, he's like 6'10". He look like yeah. He's like... <laughs> he ain't just he ain't gay. He ain't walking around here some Stacey Adams trying to get dick. He's he's <laughs> he, he's a female. 
Stacy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I seen him. He got like size 17 pumps. I seen him. <laughs> Red bottoms, too. Listen, man. Yeah. Yeah. Stacy Adams, man. He was but, on. Um, but, he was yeah, on. He was on a reality show at, at one point. He wasn't always in a dress. Sometimes he was just in right. I, I mean, it was still tight and still kind of feminine, but he wasn't. He he wasn't Caitlyn Jenner. So he I mean, to, to put it in perspective, I don't think that anybody knew that what what the situation with Magic was until he was of age to do whatever he wanted anyway. Right. It well, wasn't like, the situation where people are watching social media Dwayne Wade's kid. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody gets to see the the post by Dwayne Wade and have their own opinion. And Dwayne Wade kind of tries to bond with his kid and, and, and you know, change his hair color, whatever. So now everybody tries to call Dwayne Wade gay, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, quick, mind you, like, for people with the Chris Bosh jokes, Chris Bosh's bitch is better than your bitch. So please stop. That's one of the things I was going to talk about. Like what you and Keon were saying. You know, the reason why you know, the black transgender have issues is because that community has made them the fucking poster child. You don't see, you don't see white trans, you've never seen a white transgender anywhere. They're out there, you don't see them. You don't see them on TV. Every TV show now has, has homosexual black men, yep. and black men, it's being thrown in your face. Yes. When you look at the Black Lives Matter parade, you see gay dudes on roller skates with gay flags out in front of the parade way before you see the Black Lives, black lives Matter. So they're making the poster child, right? And this is what this is part of us as a people. We keep getting used. You can be whoever you want to be, right? As a father, I want my kids to be happy, and I want them to live their life and, and just be happy, right? Be whoever they are. At the same time, you allow them to be used. Don't tell me that you're being hurt. You allow them to be used. Let's go away from being dead. The women's rights movement had nothing to do with black women. It was about white women, how white men were treating them. They needed numbers, and they brought in black women for the numbers to make their movement look bigger. They've been doing this shit over and over and over, and we keep falling for it. You want to be gay, transgender? That's fine, live your life. But don't let these people use you, put you on the front, and take all the bullets, and then complain about getting shot. So, so that, that's a great that's a great point by Leon, and, and and it was one I was definitely gonna bring up. We can't pretend like this. Um, like the media has not tried to throw this in our faces every chance that they get. On every single show that we have, there is a guy, a, a black gay character. Every single show, every, every single one. Um, every single prominent black comedian has been asked at some point to put on a goddamn wig and a dress. Every single one. And then the ones that don't tend to leave and go to Africa. <laughs> so, 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 it's something that obviously we've all spoke to each other about, and we've seen it. But um, just recently, the guy from the show, The Shy, he he quit the show. The NWA dude, off. huh? The NWA one? No, 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 no. He was the um. He was like the head of the gang. And yeah, 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 yeah. He's the head. Of the oh yeah, yeah. The the, the gauge, yep, yep, the gauge yep. dude. They shit. asked him to actually be. I mean, because actually, when the show started, he was always surrounded by chicks in the dr in the trap house or whatever. And then they wanted him to be secretly gay and, and to be smashing some dude. And he, he was said, like, I'm, I'm not doing that. And they killed his character off. And yes. his brother. Yep. So, yeah, the, the, uh, uh, the, I mean, the, the, the writer of that show is a black gay woman. You do know that, right? That makes it even worse. That's my point, though. 
Right. <laughs> so I think that, so I, I don't know if I, I ever got this point off before, but when you think of somebody portray a character in a show, you have to understand that that character that they portray is, you know, going to take some of the, the attributes of a person that they know. Yep. So, but now say how popular the show is, is dependent upon, you know, how much views it gets. So say now, Hey, I know fucking five black people and one black person acts like this. So now when I make a show, I'm going to take some of the character off the one black person that I know, but now a million people see my opinion of black people through the five fucking black people I know. So now what they do is watch it and go, damn, that character, you have to understand that. I think the first black male gay sex scene was in The Wire. I was just about to say. But nobody thinks Omar's soft. (laughs) So you get a point to where, and Omar's based on a real guy. Um, People watch it, and your idea of what black people are is portrayed in your show. But now, if it's popular enough, now it takes on the somebody at home that knows no black people. They go, damn, that's what black people are like. And the more they see this one person, you have a fucking million people have a visual of your portrayal out of your five black people that you know. So now you you make a basis off of 20%, and they're making a basis that makes it now 100%. Every person that dresses like this and looks like this acts like this. Yep. It's funny. I had a, a, a story that a sergeant in, in, in the St. Pete Police Department actually beat a fucking case in court saying that we searched this dude's car because he had dreads. And most people are that have dreads are known to have drugs in the car. And the judge believed it. <laughs> this is real life. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Really. And he told well, to me laughing. I said, oh, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> well, just think, just think about how they tried to make us all out to be super predators. And I say us because these are the, we are the people that they were talking about, were directly the people who they were talking about. There wasn't no movies that had black people portrayed the way that the government was saying that they were treated. It was all put in the media. And shit, that's less than 20%, right? That's probably fucking 2%. So the American population, the United States population believed all that shit. I say this all the time when everybody says, oh, they're rioting. And obviously that same bisexual dude that I did the podcast with was standing in front of the Wendy's when they burned it down. And then two days later, he was in Washington, D.C., ripping a fucking monument down. And I asked him, is there a lot of looting? And he said, nah. He's like, there's no looting where he is. Everything's respectful. So what people need to realize is that you can, if you start to understand, and and if ever I smoke weed and watch movies, I break it down to the point where I don't even watch the movie anymore. I watch like... I wonder how they were thinking when they filmed this, or I wonder how it, it, how they made this scene. I've been to South Beach, Miami. It's not naked bitches everywhere in rollerblades. But in a movie, they can oh, take a picture of one naked bitch, and then the next scene is the skyline, and then the next scene is a night party with music, and you in your mind go, night party, fucking music, and one naked bitch in rollerblades mean there's a million naked bitches in Miami all the time. And that's just not fucking true. But so... They, they've all, they've always used the, the TV and the media to control what people think about us. Just think about, just go back to the 80s and 90s when we were all going out south and all that. You didn't really see anything at all that you didn't physically see with your own eyes. None of this shit was on TV, right? Our grandparents used to call the TV the idiot box. How has that changed? 
No, I mean it hasn't changed at all. It's 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 worse. It's it's worse. But the the way that you have to explain it to everybody else is that that's the start of it. Like I said to somebody a couple episodes ago, if 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 China turned on the TV and the first thing they saw was Fear Factor, Americans eat bull dicks. Well, no, you're right. But right. So let's look at like the movies, right? You got you you got Carlito's way, right? You got Scarface. You got all the movies about the Italians, The Godfather, right? The Goodfellas. What do you have for us? The you only have, so look, I said the same as that. Yep. Society, American yep. gangster with a black dude. Well, the yep. Italians were the fucking gangsters, not us. The gangs were all the white people who came over here and was banding up against us to fight us. We didn't. We didn't. Have, all that shit came from white people, but they they flipped the script across the world. Now you're the image of the American gangster of boys in the hood and of menace to society in this country when these motherfuckers have done the worst shit known to man to yo, us. Yo, so here's, a real, here's two real, real stories. Sorry to cut you out a little bit. Real quick. Um, I said this in a podcast with Ralph. I said, they've demonized black crime and they've uh, put uh, Italian crime and, and Irish crime on, on a, a whole nother level where it was like, we go back and we watch The Sopranos and we're like, damn, that was crazy. I, I mean, American Gangster is the first actual movie where there's a, a respect yeah. factor given because he had more power than the mob and that had to do with him developing that direct connection and funny fact about American Gangster is that the the coke the heroin that Frank Lucas was getting was so fucking pure at the time that people were doing it at the same rate that they were doing regular heroin they were doing at the time and ODing all over the fucking place and that yep. was not in the movie <laughs> no no yeah but see here's the thing I'm just speaking about the title when, like you said, when people in other countries see that movie, the image of a black man is the gangster in America. Yep. So yep. Th- that's what I was going to say to that. I was yeah. I was in a, a group on uh, one of the Facebook marketplace groups, and somebody posted a picture of this white dude with fucking tattoos on his face. And they go, I just want to let you guys know I went to sell this wannabe thug something, and he held me up at gunpoint and robbed me. It was a fucking white dude with tattoos all over his face that just robbed this dude with a gun. My only comment when the post was, if he's a fucking wannabe thug, then what the fuck is a thug? What makes him a thug? <laughs> exactly. Nope. Nope. I, think, I, th- I think Leon just hit it right on the head. You think about it, all of those Italian mob movies and just the name of them, Goodfellas, The Godfather, and then the black guy comes, and he's an American gangster. Or minister to society. Yeah, right. Boys just, in the, the hood. just the literal names of them and what they call them. They could have called them a bunch of gangsters, mobsters and killers. They didn't do that. Completely different names. <laughs> yeah. But the, but the, the, the other thing with Tyler Perry, right? Because I, I kind of looked at Tyler Perry a little funny when it first came out. Like, why is this dude wearing a dress? Right? But as I matured and I looked at what he was really doing, there's a difference between wearing a dress and playing a gay guy and wearing a dress and portraying Medea. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. 
Well, for well, for me too, I didn't know about Tyler Perry initially outside of the Medea movies. It wasn't like a Dave Chappelle or, or, or what's that? That was before Medea. Hell no. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 so, yeah, no. So I'm saying I didn't know him before the Medea character came came along. It wasn't like Jamie Fox, who I who I knew as Wanda on on In Living Color, or Dave Chappelle, who done all this stuff up until that point was the you know what I'm saying the top selling guy on 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 Comedy Central at the time, and then they're telling him to jump in the dress, and he, and he's like, nah, I'm not doing that. That that's completely different. And then with Tyler Perry and the Medea stuff, he knew that. In order to get to the black people to support him, to get to where he wanted to be now, he had to do something like that. All of us has a crazy grandmother that reminds us of Medea. <laughs> and we all had a, a fucking, not, I don't want to say a shit bag, but a grandfather who just sat on the fucking couch while she was running around the house going crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he, did, he did what he did to get to the position that he is now. I mean, right. he has a 400-acre um studio on a former plantation where he predominantly hired blacks people. He basically has his own, I was about to say that, he has his only black studio and it rivals fucking Hollywood. That has never been done ever. No one's even got close. Maybe, um, what's his face that they ran up out of Hollywood he was doing all of, not black exploitation, but um, the fuck's his name? Robert Townsend. Yeah, yeah. And then there was another guy before Robert Townsend, but I who? Yep. yep. Wow. And there's one more person before him, but I can't remember his name. But they had they tried to play in that sandbox. He, he they wanted to play in in the Hollywood. And I guess you know Tyler Perry learned from that. They're never going to give you what you want. You have to build it yourself. So that's what he did. So I, speaking I, I speaking of address, my freshman year, I think it was my freshman year. I'm in college. I'm fucking broke. In my off time, I'm fucking writing to try to get scholarships to stay in school. My fucking wife at the time was had my social security number, fucking applying for mad shit so I can stay in school. Comes Halloween, we're fucking broke. Nobody has no money. You know, you're on campus with all these other fucking people. They all partying. So I said, fuck it. You go as me, I'll go as you. I put on a dress, put on some fucking earrings, and we went out and had a good time. Now, nobody was going to call me gay back then, but, you know, you, you do things... So sometimes you can fucking feel normal. We were, yeah. supposed to, we were supposed to sit in our fucking rooms while everyone else who has money, whose parents are giving them fucking everything, are out partying. I'm supposed to sit in my room? Nah, fuck that. And I want that. Yeah, I wish... I wish, <laughs> hey, I wish somebody would have called me gay. You would have, <laughs> hey, you would have heard about it. <laughs> so... With the Tyler Perry thing, do at some point do we have an expectation of him to change his content? He has been. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you look at some of the movies that he's recently produced, they've all put black people in a good light. So he's he's already started he's already started that but you know his movies don't get the pub publicity that they would have been because now he owns 100% of it. Nobody's yeah. making no money off of it. So 
Yeah, I mean, for me with Tyler Perry, I think his movies always do an awesome job at showing the black family, but tying in positive. I think he does a very good job at making sure he's kind of telling the truth about the shit that we go through in our family structure. But yeah, I think he always ties it in. So I wasn't trying to say he wasn't. I, I think he does a great job at doing that. I mean, you know, we watch those movies, and, and for the most part, they be spot on about the black family experience. But you gotta right what you gotta take into account is how does Kanye West come across these people? We didn't learn about Manta Musa or uh, Mr. Johnson who who had the super soaker. We didn't we learned about that shit on our own outside of school. Kanye Kanye West was indoctrinated, dropped out, became Kanye West, became a millionaire right away. He didn't have no time to go and figure out things on his own. So the, he's speaking about the things that he knows 
That's all he knows is, is I was in college, I dropped out, I became a millionaire, and this is what I was exposed to. Pioneers of the industry like Ford or um, yeah. or Jesus or, you know? Flip a coin. All right. I, I, honestly, I don't even know. I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I think I think last time a lot of these the of the pro-Trump people, they were embarrassed. <laughs> um, but they were voting for him, so they didn't say anything. So when you talk politics like around the water cooler or whatever, you know, not not that companies even have water coolers anymore, but when you talk politics, Typically, those people would kind of remain quiet or maybe go back into their office so you wouldn't know. Um, but then Dave Chappelle said it best. No, that was a showed up to vote. Was that? That was a telltale sign. We didn't see that and went back to the office. Right, 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 right. But, but this time, all of those people are letting you know they're the loudest people um, out there. And I feel like it's the opposite way. All the Biden people. Or all the or, or not necessarily pro uh, pro Biden, but anti Trump are um are more quiet this time and kind of tempered. And the fact of the matter is, last time it was a a, a, a record number that he lost in the popular vote. It's going to be two or three times more than that this time. But still, whether or not that plays out in the whole electoral college uh, card game, we don't know. We don't know. Um, I think I, so, so I'm staying out of the prediction thing, but, but we'll see, man. Oh, oh no, that, that was in anticipation of some other questions that I thought you were going to come up with, but I did want to kind of bounce, bounce back to one thing that you said and that I don't like when people say this, um, oh yeah, no, you know, Conway has, Kanye has some great points or whatever. He has some um, great talking points, great ideas, but it, it, but his thoughts get jumbled up because he's not a politician. What Donald is, Trump. <laughs> what is that? He's not a politician. That's the most ridiculous non... Or he's not a politician, he's a visionary. So no 
visionaries ever been a politician? And no politicians ever been a visionary? Well, when no. You look, when, when, when you look I, at politicians, a polished one, you look at Obama. That's what they mean. Right. But for me, whenever someone says, oh, uh, oh, you don't really understand, or, or the way he talks because he's not a politician, Trump can't finish his sentences because he's not a politician? Yeah, he, he's, he's, not a, he's not a polished politician. He's just a fucking idiot up there talking. Right, right. <laughs> well, th well th thank you, thank you, and that's and that's but what I. If you look at if you look at Joe Biden, Joe Biden is a polished politician. He's you can still tell he's a fucking idiot though. Right, but but Joe Biden, t uh, Joe Biden has, uh, I, I mean, he's a self-prescribed, um, had a horrible stutter his entire life. He's not the most eloquent speaker either. Um, I just don't get where people put you in that box of politician. Um, AOC. AOC was a waitress. Now she's a politician. Oh, and she's another politician. Uh, again, again, Ray, but in five years from now, it'll be, oh, she's just another politician. No, 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 no. She worked her way hard to get to where she is, and she's trying to implement change. Someone, someone like a JFK, and as, as much as the founding fathers did to screw over our people, the native people of this land, they were visionaries. They thought ahead. They knew that at some point that we we might outnumber, you know, the the majority of people. So we're going to put checks and balances in place to make sure that their votes, if they ever do get to that point, will not necessarily count as much as they should. They were visionaries. Now, whether or not you believe that they were positive visionaries may be different, but they were politicians. And they were visionaries. So yeah, you, you. I mean, for the fallen fathers, you have you have to be a visionary to put in place ways to segregate ninety percent of the people from who they are. You have to be a visionary, and you have to be a visionary to see why and put that in play. And that shit's still in play now. So I mean, in my opinion, I don't know if you you guys personally know anybody that's in politics. I know two, and they're both the worst fucking liars I've ever met in my fucking life. That's, that's being a politician. That's see, cool. see, see, what's crazy is I know two. One's named Yana, one is named Yana, one is named Quentin. He's a representative in Connecticut, and they're two of the most brilliant people I've I, I've ever met. I didn't say brilliant. I didn't say they weren't brilliant. You said, said they, they were, were fucking full of shit. They're not liars either. They're not liars. Actually, one of them helped me come around on 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 the whole um transgender thing because I I I used to be I, I obviously I. I I used to be very religious and I, and I came up in the church and I was completely, completely against that. And he helped me kind of empathize with somebody that we grew up with to kind of see and kind of come around on, on that entire subject. So again, they're messed up people on both sides, but I just think that there is a cross section somewhere in between visionaries and politicians. Unfortunately for at least within the past few decades, any visionary that is a politician is never allowed to have the, the type of power that they should have, or and they never will. I don't listen. I I, I don't. So, t politician maybe, president no. There is no visionary that's, that that was the president. Matter of fact, I was watching fucking Ancient Aliens yesterday. It said Thomas Jefferson was the only president ever, ever in the history of presidents to report any report of a UFO, yep. any of them. To like, yo, we need to look into this. Now, number two, I saw a stupid-ass fucking podcast with Judge Joe Brown the other day. He sounded like a fucking blithering idiot, and he said, Donald Trump is related 
to Obama. So what the and George Bush is related to it too. So they're all family. Guess what? All of them are related except for one. And the only one that's not related to every other fucking president is Kennedy. So that's the only one that's really a visionary that really tried to go outside the thought process of what it was. And then they, and they shot him in the fucking head. head. <laughs> yep. yep. But, and, and that's the thing I was going to say, right? When you talk about these guys thinking that way, being the president, they're running a company, right? So they are visionaries. They're basically, they have a vision of what this country should be. How are they going to make money from the people? How are they going to run the United States business with war and all that? And we'll look at somebody like Trump, who's not a politician, right? And when he's fucking with North Korea, everybody on Facebook is going, "Are oh, this motherfucker going to get us into another war? He's going to start this war. He's going to start that war." Obama got up there, again, put you in every fucking war he could and killed people by the fucking millions because he sounded good. And he looked good in a suit fit. He was a politician. Black people don't give a fuck. He was dropping bombs all around this world as president. Nobody cared. And they still don't. You bring it up now, they don't say shit. Tell me one war, one war that Trump has started. I mean, that. so I, I will say this. Obama dropped more bombs than any president in the history of the United States until this one. Right. Because Trump has dropped more. And people, and people don't know that. Without a war. They don't know that. <laughs> Without a war. He bombed my children and women since he got in the office. He dropped the mother load of bombs like the second week in office and bragged about it. I'm glad I'm glad you guys brought this up because my take on a president is he's a figurehead. He doesn't actually control anything. He's yeah. put out there to for us to feel better about what America's doing. And you know why they didn't you know why they can drop more bombs under Trump because Trump's a fucking idiot and he doesn't know what's going on. And he can just so, say, I don't so know what military, happened. I don't know what they did. So, so when, the, <laughs> when the military when the military complex comes and says that we're gonna drop six thousand bombs and you're gonna and you're gonna look great in the media, he's gonna say, Okay, great, that sounds good. And I, I, so it's uh, a it's a combination of two things that Leon said. You have somebody that can play ignorant and then you have somebody that is the greatest speaking president that I've ever heard in my fucking life, who's Obama. Um, you, it was impossible to trap him. And I like Obama out of the presidency. I think he's a great fucking guy. But in the presidency, you don't have any control. And when people ask me, why do you not like him? I don't like him because I expect did change. Yep. Wasn't yep. that what you said yep. you were going to do? And when change yep. comes breaking the fucking mold, not living with the mold and just saying, well, I tried to, but I couldn't. No, you didn't try hard enough. <laughs> you didn't try hard enough. Oh. He did. No, no, he didn't. He didn't try at all. <laughs> I, because I, he couldn't. I, the president I, doesn't control anything. I, 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 don't, I don't know why people can't understand it. Well, I would have expected him to be on his fucking Twitter talking shit every day then. These mo- right, just, they right, blocked right, this right. motherfucker from doing this. You out there shooting goddamn three-pointers with Carmelo Anthony. You need to shoot some fucking facts onto your Twitter. <laughs> hey, it's never, it's never gonna happen. He's still making money off being the ex, ex-president, man. It's never you, gonna happen. You ever see how much money Hillary makes per speech? It's fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, they gotta pay her or she'll just kill them. So, <laughs> what else you gonna do? <laughs> Be a fucking hit squad at your house for that fucking dinner. <laughs> but, but but yo, but that's my point though, right? You look at not to make it about Hillary, but if you look at her history, this chick has been like since Watergate has been knee deep in the politics and murder and 
fucking over countries and everybody was everybody we had we had four million more votes each month. So nobody really gives a fuck. Because you're not gonna tell me that everybody doesn't know. There's some people who don't know. But people know who Hillary was and is and the Clintons and the Bushes. They people well, know who that that's what inevitably lost her the election, um, without question. I mean, it was like, hey, this is what it, <laughs> As soon as that, like, they started harping on the email shit and where in the history of elections, like, the other person just says to themselves, oh, I'm not going to steep to these depths. Like I said about this, this, these Biden and Trump debates before they ever happened, I go, Trump's just going to come out and fucking call him a rapist. Like, and somebody was like to me, well, Trump's a rapist too. I was like, yeah, but everybody already knows that. And that's how the American people think. It's fucking disgusting. But one of my favorite things about Hillary, and these people are so fucking old that they don't even understand the information age, is when she goes, I don't know where Senator Sanders was when I was trying to get health care passed back in 80 fucking whatever. And then they cut to the video, and he's fucking standing right behind her. <laughs> and one of, the, one of the most beautiful things about Kanye is when he said, we sabotaged Bernie Sanders, who's a fucking yep. superhero. And after yes, that, yes. I was fucking done with all this shit. Yep. <laughs> but I'm still voting for him. So, which brings you to the next question. Well, hold on, right? Did, did they sabotage him, or is he just a part of the fucking game? I'm starting to think he's a part of the game, because every time he gets fucking knocked off, he, he says all this great shit, but then he goes and endorses the shit bag that he just told us was a shit bag. I don't, well, the thing is, like, that, that's the beauty of the show The Wire, and that's why it's the best show ever. Everybody wants to get caught in those first, that season one and the season three, but then they never watch the season four and the season five. Season four and season five, you have one that's about kids. You have another one that's literally about politics and how it works and how they argue with each other and how people have to step back and how they have to step forth and how people step over them when it's not their time. It's traditional like baseball, like when people hit home runs and they act like you're showing them up and it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You made up some fake tradition, and that's what it is. And no, I don't agree with that part, just like I don't agree with Obama. I think he should be out there, you know, fucking going off every day. But right. I think in his mindset, it's like if I go off every day, then I lose the positive work that I feel I am doing every day that's not publicized. And he, has, and he has kids. I mean, if he if he was to go out and expose too much, they'd fucking kill his whole family. And bottom, then it'd be the Russians or something stupid. So, bottom, <laughs> bottom line with Obama is, and I love Obama too, is he's just not that dude. And we keep expecting him to be. He's, ne- he's never going to be that dude. So when people say things like, um, yo, Obama let us down. Obama wasn't out there like Trump just saying, I'm going to do it. I'm doing this. He's never been that dude. Exactly what Leon said. He is pure T to the T, a politician. He's checks, balances, X's, O's. If it's outside of the lines, we can't do it. And Trump, not a politician, not a good human being, just going to do whatever the F he wants to do. So we can't expect Obama to ever do that. And and, and I will say this is kind of the uh, – it's, it's a little bit refreshing to actually hear him trying to have a little bit of bluster – because he has to carry Joe Biden across the, the, the finish line at this point. Joe's not really rallying people like that. But when Obama goes out there and speaks like he should have been speaking during his fucking presidency, it reminds you a little bit of what a president should be like. And I think that's going to help Joe. Per, I mean, to touch on that, um, I, I saw a campaign ad that somebody said to me where Michelle Obama said that this, voting for Joe Biden is literally life or death. 
And I said, Michelle, if it was life or fucking death, then you would have ran and I would have voted for you. So obviously it's not life or death now, is it? No, 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 no. Because Michelle, for some strange reason, <laughs> wants no fucking part of politics. And yeah. Well, that, well, guess what, Michelle? Then it's not life or death. They've tried to drag <laughs> her into this several times. Uh, several. Oh, you're running. You're running. She's like, she doesn't want any parts of this. She wants no part of it. She would have won this. She she absolutely would have won this time. Same thing with same thing with oh, but they don't want Michelle oh. wants nothing to do with that presidency. <laughs> Shut up, Leon. You know who the fuck you talking about? <laughs> Man, so don't white don't white U.S. citizens would have been coming out in droves. So on, ain't no on, black woman ever gonna be the president. On to my next they question. Love, um, they love Michelle, man. They love her. Never gonna happen. So. Um, Electoral college has to uh, love her. Joe Biden wins, he's gonna kick the bucket and they're gonna prop fucking Harris right over oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my That's God. Just, you know, I don't, I don't see Biden lasting four years. If if he wins, remember this podcast. <laughs> he's gonna fucking die. First black president, first woman black president. You heard it? Well, she ain't black. You know what I mean? She's a, she's Indian. <laughs> She's not black. She's Indian in it. She's Indian for real, like the backing. <laughs> She's Jamaican, all right? Half Jamaican, yeah. half Indian? Jamaicans don't consider I don't, I don't even know black. what Jamaican is. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, okay. Nope, nope, nope. Remember, black is a, a, a U.S. term. It's not like a global term. I guess they use it in probably Britain, I, I, I guess. But other than that, they don't use that. Jamaicans don't consider themselves black. They consider themselves Jamaican. I know. That's what I'm talking about. So she's, she's not black. She's Jamaican and... Irish. Okay, well, she's gonna be the East first Jamaican Indian? president. You know, yeah. JFK. JFK was the only Irish president that there is. Yeah, and they blew his hat off. So, next question: <laughs> Who is your favorite politician in your lifetime and currently? Leon. <laughs> Leon. That's like the hardest question I've ever got in my life. Take that. <laughs> Hey, hey, and I actually been under some heat being questioned in my life. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I can't answer that. I, I really, I don't fuck with politics at all. I don't know I, who I, this bitch is that sent me this text. I, President. I, I, think the whole, I think the whole system needs to be fucking destroyed. I, I don't have one. You don't have a guy that would destroy it? Or a girl? I don't. I know, I just I got four people right here that can destroy the system. That's true. Hey, he tried. Hey, JFK tried. They blew his fucking head off right in front of his wife, in front of America. What, what are you guys crazy? That's a great point. Actually, I'll I'll go with JFK. Okay. And currently, nobody. Currently, fuck no. This shit is a circus, man. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's he see the same tired ass elephants the ring umbrellas be swinging out every year Listen, same I, one I, since we was five I, I'll go now cause I want Lowe to go last cause Lowe's, Lowe's Lowe's a politician this motherfucker I know he, he's got he's got the notes and shit man man Keon's gonna t- Keon's gonna steal my thunder Keon already know where I'm going but I got a, I got a few in the chamber too alright so so, know, so for me um in my lifetime it's it's Ron Paul um he would've broke everything in pieces and oh shit hold on cause I keep unplugging my grassy mic Noah would've got him too I mean, shit. And his, if you go and, and Google some of his debates, it was just a fucking bloodbath of people. And they didn't put it out at all because obviously he's an independent. Yeah. I'm an independent. A real independent. Um, And now it's AOC. 
I don't even give a fuck yep. about this election. I'm voting for AOC next election. I'll vote for her yep. now. I don't care. Uh, um, it, it's a AOC cross Bernie type of thing because she's had moments where she kind of dropped into being a politician. But the I, if she maintains this, either they're going to have to kill her or her popularity is going to make her the president. Yep. Whichever one y'all want to do. I wanted to save Lo for last, but you think she's going to steal Thunder Keon? All right. I'm, I'm going to go with JFK and Bernard. Outside of those two, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'll give an honorable mention to Yang to to to, to Yang too. He's he's a system breaker. Yep. <laughs> hey, can I ask you guys for a logo? You guys don't pay attention to Rachel Rollins? No. She's a politician, but he's, <laughs> he's she likes coming, she likes Duck Dynasty. Well, she'll get there. She'll get there if they don't. Jesus Christ! Leave a breadcrumb, breadcrumbs. Oh shit! They'll find a way. I mean, y'all took my th- y'all took my three already, man. Ray just started naming it off names. Yep. For, first, Andrew, Andrew Yang, he'll probably be the next um, mayor of New York or, or governor of, of New York. I guess he's gonna be running, but he's a forward thinker, um, a visionary type type dude. But again, too smart to ever be to probably be president. AOC, she's gonna be a rock star. The right or sometimes the left, they're all trying to downplay her right now because she's growing way too quickly in popularity. And again, she thinks way outside of the box. You got dudes calling her a fucking bitch on the front steps of goddamn Congress. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> but then my top dude is has gotta be Bernie, man. Gotta be Bernard, the most consistent politician I've ever seen J- JFK I wasn't around or, or I wasn't old enough to really follow his track record but in today's information age you could actually go back and look 30 40 years ago and he's been saying the same thing been trying to get people health care been trying to just make this country a better place for that long and his message has never changed and the fact of the matter is with Hillary she refused to debate him unless it was going on at the same time as either the NBA Finals or football. And then this time around, essentially they made everyone drop out and give all of their votes or, or, or whatever to Joe Biden to beat him. So this dude, I have no doubt in my mind that he would have been our president currently and we'd be in a much better place had he been our president. But the fact of the matter is the powers that be continue to assassinate our superheroes whether it's literally um by blowing their heads off or through through the media and and it's sad to watch it really yeah. is it really I, is I, I think uh bernie made one mistake and that was staying in maine maine doesn't have enough power for him to have the juice he needs to get where he wants to be no, he's even, it was he vermont? Hey, vermont it's even less power vermont, vermont. <laughs> <laughs> all they got is mountains and fucking white people just say all of fucking New England, basically. You got to get out of here. If you really want to get somewhere, you got to get out of here. Well, you got to get into Massachusetts. Right. No, 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 no. But he but he had the he had the momentum. I mean, he was getting crowds just as big as Trump was. They just weren't showing them. They weren't. So to, they weren't prepared for that was, I think, when they really if you notice in that election, there was no Facebook intervention. There was no social media intervention. And that was why Bernie grew so fast. And this election, they're trying to curb all that shit. 
They're like, we're not right. going to have any more, any, any, you know, fucking Facebook telling you. I have fucking Adidas sending me emails talking about, hey, it's time to vote. Mother, take sure. your German ass company somewhere the fuck else. Why are you telling me to vote? And what the fuck this got to do with you, Adidas? To, <laughs> the way they're trying to kill the social media movement behind politicians is saying that the Russians are hacking your election. Yeah. Oh, now that Russians, was, yo, Russians, that was no. strictly because of how fast Bernie came out of fucking nowhere. He came out of nowhere and they did not expect him to have to uh, attack Hillary that fast. So they were like, yo, we have to find a way to, to handle this shit next time. And next time it's like, listen, you better fucking cross your T's and dot your fucking eyes. Cause we're, we're attacking fucking Facebook we're fucking sending 700 pieces of paper mail to my mailbox where I can't even get my fake checks that they send me that are fucking like fake bailouts. I can't even look at those anymore. I can't even see my like random chain mail shit because I'm getting bombarded with fucking random politician shit so much. Shit, I got to figure out what I'm doing because I don't get none of those texts. I do get the Adidas email, motherfuckers. <laughs> Another thing, though, is no that um, when you said visionary, and I, I forgot to touch on it before, is, is I think... The difference between a visionary and somebody, and, and Leon was talking about it, visualizing the country as they see it should be, is that it is what I consider a visionary is somebody that is visualizing us being at a more unified, better place so that the world is working the right way. Because, like, I mean, just getting rid of the EPA altogether? Yeah. I have allergies in Florida I've never, ever had in Massachusetts. Ever. And it's funny, me and, me and Fink were talking about this the other day, and I was just there. He said... When you wake up in Costa Rica, you don't breathe the same. And me and my wife was waking up every day at six in the morning like we were supposed to be awake. And I wake up here in fucking in the United States at nine AM and I'm like, God damn, what the fuck? Can I go back to sleep for the rest of the day? And there's theories of like the government spraying lithium in the air to make you fall asleep. But I'm like, yo, this is real life. After he said it, I was there waking up at six in the fucking morning. It didn't matter if I went to sleep at 2 a.m. Like I was supposed to be awake, just ready to go. The air felt great. I felt like I was awake. And then I came back here and was knocked the fuck down by the air. So I don't know if that's a thing, but I know that I firsthand experienced that shit. Well, I mean, if you, if you look at Costa Rica, I think in the world, it's like one of the, the biggest uh, ecosystems in the world. Yeah. It's like naturally where we're supposed to be as humans, as, as dark-skinned humans, Costa Rica is the best place for us on this continent. Mm-hmm. That's Central America area, not just Costa Rica. Yeah. All of Central America. Um, so... I asked this question to a couple people that have been on the podcast, and I just want to got, kind of get you guys. This, and we got four questions left in the night. Um, get your perspective on it. But what is successful to you, Keon? Uh, success for me is being happy with who you are and not giving a fuck what nobody else thinks, which means I'm the most successful person on this motherfucking podcast right now. Did you see that link with the fucking with Tyler Perry? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't give a fuck about the fuck tomatoes. <laughs> Red feather. Um, for me, honestly, it's just all around. It's, it's just surrounded um, with family, really. As long as, as long as I, I'm raising great people, great kids, and they, they become great people, I feel as though I'm making a change in the world. That's success for me. It's not money, none of that shit. It's me watching my kids grow up and be great people. Low. Success for me is being able to make it to a level um, in life, whether that's financial freedom or just being able to grow and, and, and I guess, impact and influence and be able to 
um, you know, create a ladder for the next generation, whether it's, you know, with me or people that I may know. Um, yeah, no, that that's what success looks like. Be, be, being that being the generation of change. Oh, I got that. Um, Can I actually respond to what he just said? Go ahead. I mean, what what he said is is awesome. But we got to remember the Federal Reserve note we use now is only fifty or sixty years old. So while we're trying to build wealth with their money, that shit can be scrapped at any point. Raise your hand if you work at the Federal Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my answer is kind of a combination between Lowe and Leon. Um, and um, it's the ability to free the most amount of my time to do the most positive things that I can do with my time. Um, and I mean, just going back to this weekend, I said to my wife, we, we kind of went somewhere and gave our time to, to a situation that didn't deserve our time. And I, and I said, imagine if we took back our time and, and gave it to the people that valued it gave it to each other for this weekend and gave it to, you know, the people that were there with us the entire time and that we were there, how much more successful of a, of a weekend that would have become. And that is like, I take that into account when I'm talking about not only my family, but my, my, my friends and which is my family. I don't even like the words in this language are so fucking stupid because there's no difference to me at this point. It's a circle of people that are thinking in the same direction, which is positive that um, going forward will benefit the human race in a better life. And that's how I look at it in my eyes. And and that's what I feel um, is reaching a point of successful. Also with a combination to Keon, because to be that visionary, you really have to see through a lot of naysaying and people that don't understand what you're talking about, because they're still stuck in the same fucking room. Like you're in a box and I'm not anymore. So now from the box, because you're there with 50 people and I'm here with two, you think you're right. I, I used to do peer education from school to school. And we went to this big convention in, uh, at MIT. They had it every year and they did, uh, an exercise where they put everybody on one side of the stage and they ask you questions. And if they apply to you, you walk over to the other side of the stage. Everybody in the beginning, it's all fun. Hey, if you have brown hair, everybody walking over. Oh, there's only like fucking, you know, that's regular shit. Okay, I have blue eyes. Who gives a fuck? And then it gets, hey, have you ever been sexually assaulted? Deep. Now you got two people on the other side looking back at 200. Are you wrong because it happened to you? No, but you feel it. So those situations that come about it can change everything for you. And I, I think that kind of bringing normalcy to some of the things that we as, as visionaries, because I feel that we all are visionaries in our own right, can pass on to younger men, um, can change the light of it, no matter what TV is saying. Um, next question is, do you feel that the most successful people that you know have college degrees? And anybody can go. Nope. No. No. All right. That's easy. Next question. Does college even still work? Like, I feel depends like, on, I feel it like it's broken. depends on what you want to do in your life. I feel yeah. like you're, if, unless you're a doctor, it's useless. It works. Absolutely. Not necessarily. If you want to be an engineer, it's, it's a lot, it's, it would benefit the world a lot better if you go to school and learn engineering and try to learn on your own. 
But then, but so like, you can do it. Speaking of that, it. speaking of that specifically, my, my friend's an Olympic athlete, and and he's actually going to be on the next episode that I do. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but he has an engineering degree from Dartmouth, an engineering master's degree, and he was driving Uber. So I mean, it's not like they tell you like the way they tell you is like if you have an engineering master's degree from Ivy League school, somebody's just going to come out and find you, and that's not what it is. No, 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 no. Well, I think. I think part of the problem... He was, missed the boat. Yeah, or he was happy driving Uber. Go ahead, Fink. Part of the problem is, right, when we look at society and we think about success, we envision a great salary, right? So we teach our kids that they have to go to school to do that, and you don't. You don't have to go to college to be great. So it depends on why you want to do what you want to do. Your goal is just to be financially stable. There's a million fucking things you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think over I, the course of that, I mean, I've seen people that you know were went back into crafts. Like you hear Doctor Umar talk about it a lot. Back into electricians, back into or Killer Mike talks about it a lot as well. Um, just contractor shit like that are more well off than people that you know chase that college dream. I have friends that went to college to be lawyers. Some that are fucking arch- like for business, architecture, all that, and all of them are at jobs they they i don't even want to say settle because it was just jobs over the relationships that they had been able to build over time um so so um so for me college i mean what was the question initially first of all does college still work even yes yes college still works i mean maybe uh uh, and and obviously i'm talking in a in in a pre-covid sense um it still works not because of the knowledge necessarily that you gain from it, but because of the network that you're exposed to there. And that's the largest and most important part that I, I, I'll be honest, I missed out on that at college. I, I, I hung out with people that look, that looked like me and probably more thought like me instead of hanging out and exposing myself to a, a prince. We had a prince that went to our school. An actual print. Yeah, but you. With that being said, after doing an episode with you, you fucking yes. re- you release music to the entire school. So I guarantee you, if you reach out to that prince today on LinkedIn, oh, yeah, no. he remembers no. you versus the his roommate. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so again, I I have friends from from college. I have one guy who's the um he's the number one lo- uh uh housing loan officer in the country right now. Mm-hmm. So I I would have never met these people had I not gone. Had I not gone to school, um, and should I ever fall into hard times, I've had people reach out to me and say, "Hey, how you doing? How's work life? Looks like you're doing fantastic. Check in on me and the family. I haven't spoken to them in years." So, in that sense, absolutely it works. So it exposes you to different cultures, similar to traveling outside of the country, different cultures, beliefs, and and and, and ultimately, it, it helps you grow with a better thought pattern and a different way to, to, to kind of view the world. I mean, I went to, I, w- I worked at Mass General, so I got exposed to all types of cultures and, and Leon's uh, company is uh, all types of shit going on there. So he's, <laughs> he's dealt with plenty of cultures as well. But, um, the- but here's the crazy shit, right? I'll tell the opposite story of what Lo just said. Mm-hmm. I got this job where I work at now. I sat down for the interview and the guy goes, I heard you were a great football player. I looked up your career. People recommended you. And he started asking me about my football career. And I was so shocked. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. You already got the job. 
and we talked about my football career and I'm living better than a lot of people now. I think you were sharpening pencils for that first two years, my friend. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the thing is like that, and again, it goes back to just connection, right? Because that, my first year there, I was, um, you know, what was that award we went to? It was like Black Something of the Year. I don't know. Didn't even spell the award that they gave me. <laughs> <laughs> that shit probably says politician. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, school still works. Uh, college still works. But if you're going to go to college, you got to know why you're going there, what you're going there, and you got to be ready to play the game. That means networking and making sure you're building a resume in terms of a working resume while you're there, while you're, you know, earn internships, co ops, that kind of thing. If you just did this to party, then no, it doesn't work. But I think all simple as that. Unless you get lucky. Unless you get lucky and you fucking friends, you make friends with a guy who fucking runs, yeah. you know, his dad runs Google. Unless you get lucky and people get lucky like that. But okay. for the working man, you got to go there with a purpose and you got to know how to play the system. But you got to also, it's upon us too now, you know, to educate our kids should they want to go that route, that this is what you need to be really focused on when you go there. Obviously, grades and everything, fantastic. But it really is working that network, getting to know these people. Um, while you're there and, and making, you know, an impact and being memorable to them because ultimately, I, I, I mean, the majority of, of the non-Native American or Native kids that are going there are already set in life. So when they get out, they have jobs. Yep. When they get out, they're all, they're, they're, they've had internships every side. I didn't have one internship when I was in college and I, it's not like I wasn't applying, but I never got an internship. Mm -hmm. So, it's a little bit different, and making those connections will will set you up for future success. So my yep. so I mean, when when everybody said that at the end of it, I I had two notes, and then the end of it just said to me, "Oh, so stop being yourself." But one thing that has to be noted is that the fact you guys both, Keon and Lorenzo, went to a, a fucking great college. So therefore, other people that are considered great are sending their kids to a great college. So yes, you'd have to network in that situation. But there's also a difference of if you go to Cape Cod Community College, you know, the motherfucker that might be your roommate might not be uh, the, the number one loan officer in the fucking United States of America. He might be the, not the number one loan officer in that his fucking town. <laughs> you know, number one heroin deal in the Cape. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. There's, there's that. I mean, for instance, my uncle was best friends with JFK Jr. He went to fucking Brown. That's an Ivy League school. He's fucking dead. He went from that to, you know, his father ended up dying, which turned into depression, which turned into drug use, which turned into, hey, I'm a contractor now, and then I'm a contractor that overdosed on drugs. So the the mindset of the fact of who you keep sometimes it's whatever and what to do with it, but it's definitely a great perspective because people do go to school just to party and don't take into account the people that are around them. And even every single person that I consider that's on my Facebook now, like people that are on my Facebook now, which are, you know, you have people with their Facebook that they just, I have, you know, set amount of people and I fucking, they're there and I'm here and that's it. No, I, I try to, if I fucking see somebody's status and I feel like they're going through some shit, I try to talk to somebody that's going through some shit if it's in the comments of some shit that I don't even know them. 
because I just don't want to see people feel the fucking same pain, like I said earlier, that I might feel on a set day of my entire life, every day of their life. And if I have the immediate answer for that to be answered, then I'm going to give it to them. I'm not going to hold it back from your fucking pain. But that brings me to my last question of the night. And actually, I didn't mean to segue into it like this, but it worked. Do you feel that you should be a role model as much as possible? And I don't mean just to your children. For me, I'll go first because I know I, I, I know my brother does stuff that would, you know, will make him seem to be yes. His answer would be yes, but I'll let him answer itself. Um, I say depending on what you think a role model is, I, I try to live my life the right way so that when people look at me, they see that I'm living my life the right way. Now, I'm not going to go out of my way right now, you know, at my age. I'm not going to go out and coach the baseball team. I'm not going to go out and coach the basketball team or the football team. I mean, people have already tried to get me to do that. That's just not something I want to do. Now, does that mean I'm not a role model? No, that just means I don't want to fucking do that. So, yes, I think you should be a role model, but you should you should be a role model by the way you live your life, not necessarily the traditional role model way. Okay. Next. Which one of y'all is taking it? Yeah, so I I mean, I'd say since my since my ultimate goal is to get to a level to where I can help people, you know, have an easy, easier path than and what I did, I'd say, yeah, no, no. Um, being a role model for, for, for people younger than you or people that you may see, um, whether they're going through it or they're trying to find their way in life or maybe follow a similar path to you. Um, I mean, I currently do it right now. Um, outside of outside of my job, I'll go back to, I, I'll go back to Bentley, even though when I left Bentley, I, w- I was really bitter how, I, how my athletic career kind of ended. I still go back donate my time whether it's in uh the business bowl that they had last year i have people reach out to me on linkedin all the time asking for advice about um jobs and and whatnot and i do feel like it's my duty to speak to them so that de- so that they don't make the same mistakes that i made um it doesn't cost me anything other than just my time and it may help them you know along the way to get to a higher level and, and 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 hopefully, should they reach that level, they could they, they could they could look back and say, hey, I, I spoke to that guy, you know, ten years ago. He didn't know me from a stranger on the side of the street, but he spent a half an hour with me on a Zoom, and told me his experiences and what I should expect in the business world, whether being a person of color or not, and to watch out for certain pitfalls. And I just think that that's that's kind of what each of us should strive to be as people to, to help out the next generation of people not make the same mistakes as us. And I know our, our, our parents and grandparents try to do it for us. And typically when we're growing up, we think we know everything, but when you get the actual people who want to spend time and reach out to you to ask you for your advice, the least amount you can do is give it to them. Red. Um, for me, it's it's a little of both, right? Because I mean, obviously, I run an office, with kids, coach kids, and all that. Um, and my goal really with them is to just expose them to something different that we didn't have growing up. 
right? But although they look at me as a role model, I'm really not their role model because they really don't know who I am. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know me as a person. Most people don't know you as a person. So even people who are trying to be role models, it's really some shit about all of us being a role model, mm-hmm. right? But the reality is, you know, when, we, when we're dealing with other people, I think if we can just treat people right, right, and just show love, that's being a role model because that's really what the world needs for people to give a fuck about each other. Because that's, that's really all this comes down to. And when we, we deal with these kids, the first thing we do is we, just, we show them we care about them. These kids literally come up to me and hug me I had a kid come up to me and basically say he wanted me to be his father, and I'm like, well, you might want to ask my kids if you if you want to be. It's what they see me as a coach, you know. So yes, I'm the role model, but I'm really not trying to be. I'm just basically looking at my life and the shit that I've done fucked up, the shit that I've gone through, the mistakes I've made with college and having, a, you know, none of my thought was a mistake, but having a baby at 19. I'm just trying to make sure these kids get the truth and can just maneuver through life because a lot of people who are role models are giving them bullshit. So, I mean, yes, I think I'm a role model, but I'm really not trying to. I'm just trying to be who I am and hopefully people learn from that, whether it's the mistakes or the good shit. So, you said um, specifically that they don't know who I am. Um, I don't even think they... like So, the, the, the people that somebody would identify immediately as their parents... You don't know everything about your parents. Exactly. You don't even know them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but they're trying to be your role models as well. So I think um, you kind of touched on something, obviously, and that's what the, what the podcast is all about in terms of showing your imperfection instead of showing your politician side and understanding that you can make mistakes in here and here, and this is how you recover for him, from them. And you can go and I remember I said to my daughter one time, listen, I know you got your first check. I know you got this much money and you want to buy your little fucking $700 iPhone. I said, I can tell you right now, you can do it if you want. That's what my stupid ass would have done. Or you can go get this Samsung for fucking $300 less. Or you can go live with this phone for two more years and invest money here. Of course, you still got the iPhone, but I still had to be in that point where I'm giving you the perspective that I didn't have. I didn't have that choice. I didn't. Somebody did deliver it to me like that. So now you, when you get older, whereas it took me maybe 10 years to go back and look at, man, damn, maybe if I should have done that shit right there. Maybe it takes her two years to go. Maybe I shouldn't have done that shit right there and make a different decision next time. And I knew all those ideas were going to, um, when I kind of posed this question, we're going to come at a point where everybody immediately thought um, a, a kid, a role model to a kid. But... Over time, I've come into situations where I've seen a 50-year-old, you know, black man in Florida not know how to mail a package. You see people that don't know how to fucking tip. Uh, You see people that don't know how to manage their finances or have an idea of thinking they fucking don't have any money when uh, they spend the dumbest amount of money on the dumbest amount of shit. And you see people that are abusive in their relationships, whether physical or abusive, and those are grown-ass men, where I feel that as a man, me, personally, and myself, either I have to step in and tell you what the fuck is going on, or you're not in my circle anymore. Because we should all be able to take criticism, or I don't even consider it criticism, that's just the fucking word that I have in the English language, but positive advice to move us forward towards the goal that we're thinking of moving forward to, 
that makes us a better people in general. And I think that those things to step in on those people or to let them know, listen, I don't fucking agree with what you're doing or it's over. Um, makes us better as a person and I just never fucking turn that off unfortunately <laughs> you know I, I, think you're, I think you're right because I, you and I talked about this personally like coaching semi-pro that shit was like as amazing as it was towards the end for me it was like one of the worst experiences of my life because it was something that I loved and I put so much time into and I felt, that, I felt as though the dudes that we played with didn't give a fuck about it right and so I got phone calls from multiple dudes that we played with it was out of all that I changed up. I never even looked at my experience with semi pro that way. I thought I was thinking for the old man's life, the way they view the world. I never thought of it. So I still get those calls. I mean, I'm talking about like street dudes, like, like yo, Fink, you changed my life. I wasn't trying to be a role model. I was trying to fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have worked harder on the fucking offense, bums. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, before Lorenzo, <laughs> I said it as simple as that. I said, you, you, I, I think I told the story in the air one time at, at, uh, what's his name, Shivers. He goes, oh, I'd love to see you walk off the field angry after we beat you in the top game. And my answer was like, you were on their team? I didn't know you were on their team. Yo, that was my number one answer. And then I said, but yo, for real. He goes, all you have is your tropical ring now. And I said to him, yo, that's funny. But we, I walk into a bar with my chop bull ring, and you walk into a bar with your Taunton Gladiators. By the way, uh, listeners, Taunton is a town in Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> ring from a team that had from from a fucking league that had eight teams in it, and and the dude. So we both run into some guy, and he he's like, "Oh, I'm an investor. I want to invest. What y'all got going on? What are those rings about?" And one of them goes, "Hey, this is a ring that I won in a park league, and it was eight teams." And we won that shit three years in a row, and and I said, oh, this is a this is a ring from a, an event that an international event that I started that's been running for ten years that helps kids with health and wellness, that has you know, upwards of sixty percent of this team that I started in the league join it every year, that has become almost a, a family brotherhood both with the people that go and the people that are in Costa Rica. I said, who the fuck do you think they're gonna look at, like they're more special? Because you got people that play for that team that can't even go to fucking Boston because they don't have a car. So they're fucking trying to find some fat bitch to drive them there. (laughs) (laughs) I said, now, me, (laughs) we've changed people's fucking lives. I have voice messages of people saying, this is the craziest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Everything in my life has changed. Thank you for this perspective. Um, And that is part of that thing um, where yeah over time you might not have tried to be a role model but what you've done is shown people your inadequacies and your successes my Facebook name is my real name for that reason because I want you to see my fail my failures and my successes so that you know when to you know stick and move because I had to make many right choices there was plenty of bad decisions put in front of my fucking face as I grew up <laughs> My name is my name so people can actually fucking find me. I'll be looking for people. I'll be like, what the fuck is this person's name? And then when I find them, I fucking delete them. I know, Red Feather Fink. I don't want to have to remember Super Red Purple Heart fucking <laughs> name when I need to talk to them about something. Delete that motherfucker. Money Bags Yo 2005. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I think, I think you hit that 
that is right on the head, Ray. Um, I mean, Tropic Bowl changed my life, man. I've never been, I've never been out of the country, um, so dole like that. I had gone on like a cruise ship, but that's not really out of the country. That was that was really my first time ever being out of the country. The first time I went, um, being able to experience a a different culture, and then obviously the entire event. You're down there with kids, and they're looking at you like you are Randy Moss. You're Randy Moss to them. You played college football. This is the closest that they've. It's the closest thing that they've ever seen to a professional athlete. Um, you're you're giving them your your Yankee hat that cost you twenty five dollars, and to them that's just bet. It's like Christmas. So, not only are you changing yourself for the better by learning a new culture, and um, you know, spreading football around and just general brotherhood in general. But you're also making a, 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 a positive influence in these kids' lives. They're looking at you like, I can, I can do bigger. I can do bigger things, and that's great. That's great. All right. So that was the last question of the night. So who y'all voting for again? Man. Who is it, Bernard? Bernie? Trump. You going Trump? Think? Biden. Yeah, I'm not voting at all. So take that. I had a question about. I had a question about ways to my vote, but I'll not have a fucking. Uh, I will not take part in this fucking representation <laughs> of the worst two human beings I've ever seen. Fucking speaking for me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually not voting for Trump. I just like messing with emotional black people. I'm gonna write my own name down again. Oh man, <laughs> not a wasted vote because Massachusetts. Uh, Electoral college vote is going to go towards Biden anyway. So it's a nothing. Listen, I'm tired of that statement because, in my opinion, nothing is a wasted vote. Like, I'm going to fucking vote for who I fucking think should be the president. Why did this shit turn into the majority? I don't think the rest of my life like that. Like, so why the fuck you 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 fucking send me these PSAs when I'm younger that says, "Hey man, I'd rather stick anchovies in my ears instead of smoke weed." Well, guess what? I'd rather stick anchovies in my ear than vote for these two incompetent motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but that I, I, I might write Kanye in. And, hey, hey. To be honest with you, I might. Hey. No, he's not. If we get no enough, fucking way. if we get enough Kanye, but if we get enough Kanye writings, man. Just to put the numbers up there, I have been thinking about it because obviously Massachusetts is is is, is going to go for Biden, the Electoral College. Yo, speaking of that, when I so during the Bernie thing, I was in Massachusetts. I did not see a fucking Biden sign in sight. I only saw a Bernie sign. So therefore, I don't believe this shit's real anyway. Yeah, the same houses that had the Bernie sign has the Biden sign. Yeah, <laughs> like that, like the Homer Simpson meme. <laughs> yeah, Trump flag, flying, baby. Go ahead, Fink. Uh, Close it out, baby. Close it out, Fink. Nah, I ain't got nothing to say, man. I'm gonna leave these people alone. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> hey, but Ray, the next time, that's gonna be after the election. That's gonna be better. Than- <laughs> <laughs> oh, so speaking of which, I'll close it all on this. What? So. You know, everybody being in Massachusetts, I remember when the Patriots were about to go perfect season. I remember the day after they lost, boy, that city was fucking closed. It was just closed. Like, people went to work and shit, but it was closed. You knew. Like, you seen another motherfucker down the hallway, you was like, we're closed today. I'm not doing any work. (laughs) When the Patriots almost had the perfect season, 
we watched that game at a bar in Boston as the Ravens. When yep. they, after they lost that game, it was like a scene from like an old Western movie. There was tumbleweeds and shit going on. Oh, here we there go. Was no one, there was no one around anywhere. So, so I listen. The most silence I've ever I, seen. I, I actually remember that walking to my car. Like the police went home. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I, I swear to you, I've never seen nobody was like out there. Ever. Don't worry about no nobody fighting. You know, like it was literally. <laughs> yeah, it was like nigga, I don't even have the energy to fight after this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone did exactly what um Low did when they came back against Atlanta. They went home early. All right, oh, all right. go. <laughs> I get that, but so so listen. Atlanta, Atlanta had a perfect season on the line. I don't Doesn't think matter. So. Jazz went home early. Well, point being, just got up and walked out. Point being, Lorenzo Bow Wow, is that what, like, not even this one. Like, if Trump wins this one, what do they do with, like, I've never seen this many flags. And it's like a cult. So, like, I feel like if they lose now, like, yo, I don't know what Massachusetts is doing, but fucking Florida is sending us warnings. Like, this is a fucking earthquake that's about to happen. Yes. Yes. Like they're they're like when 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 they're like yo the Red Sox about to win the World Series after whatever fucking ninety years, they got that that's how they're treating this. Like if, if Trump loses, bro, like I'm just sitting in the house with my gun in my lap all night. So 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 I have a quick question. Should eat whichever side loses is gonna be some kind of dust up. No, it's not. No, 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 no. No, it's no, no, not no. even fucking if, close. If, Bi- <laughs> if Biden loses, do you think it's going to be worse if Trump loses? It's fucking... So, like, if Biden loses, like, the side that's Biden is... They're not... They're, like, content with, fuck, we got to go with Biden. But the Trump side is, like, fucking... Yo, it's like... If this doesn't happen, it's like the fucking video where where uh, Clayton Bigsby takes off his mask. He's like, "Y'all want to see my face?" Ah! And then the dude's <laughs> fucking head explodes, like a five mile long motorcade with military vehicles on the fucking highway driving the opposite way. I drove for five miles, so it was essentially ten miles of cars. Like I don't even have the time to cheer for somebody other than myself that long. Like, are you crazy? So now I'm like, so if they lose, like, do you wake up in the morning and look at your sign and just go, damn, I'll have to hit these 10 flags off my truck. Do you, do you leave the flags on your truck for three years? Or do you just go, (laughs) no, I need to go shoot up the nearest mosque because Trump said it's okay. Like, that's what I don't get. (laughs) I didn't think about it like that. Like just, just the merchandise alone. What you going to do with all that merchandise? (laughs) What are they gonna do? That's what I'm saying. Into Africa. I mean, riding, riding through Raynham and Berkeley. It's a lot of Trump merchandise. Bro, you have to understand where I live. Like, it's not you got you got like a part of St. Pete, which is like okay, we're liberal, and there's like also like a big gay section. But if you go left, if you go east or west or north or south, you might fucking trip over a Trump stick and slam your face into a Trump puddle. <laughs> and it's like an anger if you drive to orlando it's one sign there's a fucking billboard that says china for trump 
and on the fucking ground is a farm with an 18-wheeler that says Trump and a big Trump sign beside it with 700 Trump signs. And I'm like, who the fuck would buy a billboard that says China for Trump after all this shit? You, you know who brought that? Yeah, well, who used to live a Trump in people. Berkeley and moved to fucking Florida <laughs> when they retired. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I, I think either way, there'll probably be protests if, if Trump wins. If he loses, man, ain't nothing going to happen, man. We'll it, see. They, they ain't, you're right. Ain't nothing gonna happen in Massachusetts. They already set us up for the okie doke with these mail-in ballots. Now they, when they was talking about the mail-in ballot shit, it was like the best shit ever and so convenient. And now they're already saying, well, we might not know who the president is for four or five days after. <laughs> right. They're gonna weigh and it I, out. I, my thing is, I don't really know. I don't know where the what side the bullshit is gonna come from because they both can use it. Right. Oh, the the, right. Bull, the bullshit's coming no matter what. But I just mean like actual. Just you know, uh, youth top soccer recruits for Trump, like the the dude that was bombing people on his van in in Florida a couple of years back. Like that shit to me is like youth top soccer recruits for Trump. Like where did you get? I wanted this shirt. I want this T-shirt. It's got to be worth money. This is not anything that's new. The the what, new is the social media, and you talking yeah. about it constantly. Yeah, but it's always been that way. I I, I don't live my, my my life in fear. You want to fucking run up on me with a Trump hat and you get whatever you get. Oh man, that's not that's non Florida talking. <laughs> that's non Florida talking. I mean, shit. It ain't you get what you get in Florida. You shoot a Trump motherfucker, you gonna be goddamn. Drag by a truck like Texas when when fucking George Bush was the president. Okay. I'm gonna I'm knock the T off that motherfucker's hat. <laughs> but listen, listen, brace yourselves. Hey, um, Biden too. I don't want I don't want the Biden people to get it confused. I'll knock the J off their fucking hat too. <laughs> I've seen like two Joe Biden flags and like sixteen. Trump flags on every pickup truck and everybody in Florida drives pickups even though they don't do contractor work um I don't it's like the newest fucking Ford F-150 <laughs> for them to drive to like a call center I'm, I'm not worried about none of that shit most of those Trump supporters are fucking pussies well anyway, I can give so. you something to be worried about on the next Sunday service we're going right down Leon's notes motherfucker yeah, Let's I, do it. Uh huh. I was red, red feather think edition. I I was ready, man. Man, man Leah been dropping some jewels, and our little group man had me messed up for a couple days. I was oh, ready. Oh, I, oh, let's man, talk I, about that. No, hey, ready. we ain't talking about that shit right now. We going to sleep. We gotta watch Tom Brady. Goddamn it! Yeah, one thing. One we gotta talk about one thing. One thing. We've been we've been telling Low about being American Indians for the last fucking ten years. He finally he finally swallowed the pill, right? Did some research. That nigga's in La La Land now. I know. He's woken up from the Matrix, man. That's why he said he's gonna write Kanye in. You think you would have got that two weeks ago? I was, I was yeah. riding around just just angry, just angry yeah. for like, just, just just like a couple of days. Like I'm I'm like really mad, pissed, just pissed off. But yeah. Ray, I, I, I know pulled I, out of the Matrix, I, baby. Podcast. I posted a post about my wife. I don't know if you've seen it. She just got. She found her. Uh, third third great grandfather on the DOS road, one hundred percent chocolate, a full blooded chocolate. Mm-hmm. We had to pay to get the paperwork, but they sent it to her. 
So she yep. needs to go register and get some free college or some fucking casino money. Hey, yeah, but uh, hey, with this skin color, you don't apply, you don't get that benefit. But if she has the trace and you and you and Keon said that the shit burnt down, if she has the trace, she need to apply for that shit. There's something out there. Get that oh, goddamn to get the ten acres in the mule. Well, yeah, she has all the paperwork. Her family, they 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 own mad land and everything. All, they got all the deeds. She got the land deeds and everything. So she owns land then. If she traces it oh. back, there's land. You, hey, you not anymore. I think Thomas Jefferson gave that shit away. Hey, but listen. All I'm saying is, you try it, and then by the time next episode comes out, and you go down your list. By the last fucking note on your list, it better be like, yo, we tried and it didn't happen, or hey, motherfucker, we got school now. <laughs> we didn't even know we had. But um, there was some land with, with like nothing on it that nothing can grow on. That like they did, to, like they did in Colombia in this documentary that I watched. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna move y'all. We're gonna drill into these these volcanoes. We're gonna move y'all over here." And they were like, "We can't even grow in this fucking soil, but y'all got uh cement buildings." <laughs> That's a hustle of all time. But like I said, fellas, um, we can go watch some. I, I guess y'all can go watch some Monday Night Football or whatever. I might tune in to see a little bit of Brady. Uh, thank y'all for joining in. Next time we do Sunday service, it will be Red Feather Fink special. We're gonna be answering his questions. Hey, next time I see you, it's gonna be at Termina. Oh shit, we might do it from there. Guess what? Nah, Leon finishes that. Leon's going on strike. Leon, <laughs> Leon finished the episode on this last time, and I'll finish the episode on it this time. It's Sunday service, and Jesus don't fucking exist. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>